Hi, it's Rabbi Jimmy Golf. I want to thank you so much for joining me. This week we're going to go into the Torah portion of uh, Kitavo and talk about what does it mean to go into uncharted territory? What does it mean to actually try to begin to um, erase the lines that confine us? And maybe we're the, actually the ones who actually do write those lines that do confine us. I thank you so much for joining me. You can always email me at rav, is in Victor, jim at aol.com, or you can uh, call me on my Skype line, 610-624-3441. Again, thank you for joining me, and shalom. So uh, I sat in front of my chemistry teacher, my high school chemistry, chemistry teacher, and said, I really don't want to take chemistry, too. I, I decided I want to become a rabbi. It was 1984, and I was 17 years old, and it had finally really just hit me that I wanted to be a rabbi. That's what I was going to aspire towards in life. But my, my, uh, my chemistry teacher wasn't sold on the idea that I was going to be a rabbi. In fact, she just kind of gave me the tisk tisk. And because my own mother uh, was a um, biology and chemistry teacher in another local high school, she made me go and get permission from my mother. So I went to my mother and I said, Mom, please sign. And she did and took it back to this chemistry teacher. And, you know, you could just feel the tisk 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 that she couldn't say. And at the same time, I said, you know, I don't need chemistry, too. I really need to learn how to type, because if I want to become a rabbi, that's what I need to be able to do, and it'll help me more than stoichiometry problems. Well, I could see where I wanted to go. She couldn't. And when we come to this week's Torah portion, we also see places where people can envision others going, even if they themselves will not be going there. This week's Torah portion finds Moses standing on the mountain and giving some, probably the most bittersweet instructions anyone could ever impart. As he prepares the people to enter into the land, the promised land, he gives them instructions regarding a variety of different things they must do once they are in the land. The picture the Torah paints for us is that Moses is really speaking to a future that he knows will not belong to him. And in spite of that, he continues to lead the people to the very end. He continues to do what God wants, even if the observance of the mitzvot found in this parsha are for him just hypothetical as opposed to real. Fast forward to today, and we find that some who have led our country also fall into this line of leaders who struggled and instructed for moments they would not see. Last week, we buried such a leader in the form of the late Senator Edward Kennedy. One of his enduring battles and his effort for our nation to become that more perfect union began in 1969 when he introduced the first attempt to have universal health care reform. That was him introducing it, 
Actually, others had introduced it beforehand, going back to Teddy Roosevelt, who uh, I think was a Republican. But anyway, amazingly, um, here we are 40 years later, a career longer than that of Moses, and still the struggle continues in our national debate today. When the senator was diagnosed with a, the tumor that would kill him, he could have said, that's it. Why should I continue to struggle? Because I will never have a chance to enjoy the fruits of this legislation. I will never see the promised land. That may have been the attitude of many people, but not the vision of a person who sees beyond himself and can rise to an occasion out of a sense of duty to the greater good. When I think about this, most people think that, you know, most of us want to believe that, of course, people would aspire to do the greater good. And, and that's what we want to think. The notion that people always rise to this higher ethical standard is a great hope, but too often it is not as common as we would like. I'm going to give you an example. Uh, you have probably never heard of the name Henry Briggs. And I hadn't either until I was reading the book, A Failure of Nerve. Henry Briggs was a cartographer who, in 1625, made a simple yet far-reaching error that created mistakes in the mapping of our continent for nearly 150 years. In 1625, he published a map that showed California not as a contiguous part of North America. Rather, it was an island that ran parallel to a coast that was made up of the western parts of Nevada and Missouri, and whose southern tip was what we now know as the Baja Peninsula. What gave it added credence was the report that an unnamed ship had met Mr. Briggs's ship coming from the other direction, and supposedly had sailed through this northwest passage. This myth, this mistake, could have died a death gone out of publication, except it was taken and published by one Samuel Purchases, His, Pilgr His Pilgrims, which, um, His Pilgrims was actually kind of like the, 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 the four doors or the, 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 um, the travel guide for North America of the 1700s. And for 150 years, this error was reproduced because of Mr. Briggs. It was only in 1747 that the mistake was ruled not to be true, and, and it wasn't just any ruling, it was King Ferdinand VII of Spain who had to issue a royal decree. Though the maps, including Mr. Briggs's error, were still published up until the eve of the Civil War, nearly 150 years. So what does this tell us about our Torah portion and about our lives? Well, the first easy lesson is that if you're buying a GPS, buy, get Garmin or TomTom, Tom, but stay away from the Briggs GPS brand. Probably need to stay away from that one. More importantly, it shows how the myopic vision of a single person can cloud the vision of nations and even become the science of the day. It would be as if we were to return to the notion that the world is flat, not because the world is such, but because such a map fits so much more easily on a piece of paper. The greater lesson for us to remember is that the ability 
to look beyond one's own interests takes more than just intelligence and knowledge. It takes a courage that can speak to a world beyond us, a world without us. And in too many cases, this type of courage is lacking. As we approach the last days of our Jewish year 5769 and begin to look back at the worlds we created or destroyed, we must do so not with a sense of justifying our actions, but with the idea that we are called to do better. Many want to imagine that they too could be like a Moses and give instructions for living in a land that they would never see. Others want to feel the inspiration of a Senator Kennedy to work for something more than themselves for 40 years, even if they will not see it happen in their lifetimes. Now, if either the story uh, of either Moses or Senator Kennedy inspire you, then let them inspire you to take out the metaphorical eraser of your maps and your worlds and begin the process of undoing what you have done, what you have colored in, the limits that you've drawn for yourselves, so that new possibilities can emerge for the map and the reality of how you will begin this new year with a different set of potential places to go, and hopefully you can draw the path you will take to get to each and every one of them. Shabbat Shalom.